this, you know how some people you just like in the comedy scene? Yeah. I really like this guy. Okay. Please introduce yourself. I am Sean Boyles, uh, musician, comedian, hair farmer. <laughs> there you go. I had a joke about Corday, but he's not here. I was going to say Corday's here, but his neck isn't. That's what I was going to say, but I, I get it. I look like Sons of Anarchy joined a reggae band. I get it. I understand. Um, I look like if Tom Hanks never got off of that island. I learned today that he's got kids. I had no idea he's got kids. I had no clue. That's his daughter right there, dude. That's his daughter. I had no idea he had kids. He doesn't talk about them. He's not proud of them. I'm sorry. He's never mentioned you once. I'd be like, oh, my beautiful daughter. Well, I'd be going on. No, he doesn't talk about you at all. He's a shitty dad. And no matter what music you're playing, if there's no soul there. I'm, I, I remember talking to a guy once. Hey, you dig this band? He's like, nah, I don't hear any pain. Wow. Mm. Like, oh, wow. Wow. You don't hear? Okay. White women keep kidnapping us. <laughs> Y'all seen the blind side. Aren't you oh. glad we have that disclaimer? Oh, I'm glad. Yes, it's going to come in handy for the This week's episode of The Voice Party is brought to you by Big Boy Raps. Get your car wrapped by some of the most experienced and skilled in the Bay. Big Boy Raps, where the big boys play. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls all around the world, it's time for the world's favorite podcast, The Voice Party. To my immediate right, we've got JD R&D, a master comedian. We've got master musician Marcos Molinar, leader of Tomorrow's June. No one yours, gives a fuck about Tomorrow's June right now. <laughs> yours truly, Black Joaquin, comedian extraordinaire Corday Snell. Ones and twos, maestro producer Phil Schooner. <laughs> And our auspicious guest, he is a comedian by day, well, comedian by night, Don Sombra! Thank you, guys. I love that intro. <laughs> What's I, up, bro? How you doing? Doing? I'm so ready. I'm so ready. <laughs> I know what the casting couch feels like. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys still got your clothes on, so I obviously you don't. No, just, <laughs> that's how you, that's how you start. That's, oh, how, you yeah, start. that's how you start. You're right. Obviously, you're right. you don't. I'm that's 21. I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I just want to give the listeners a little backstory. So um, we were preparing to do our Halloween episode, which we do every year, and we have two guys that I guess we've had on the last four years on a Halloween episode. They were both here today. One of them, which you know, suggested you as a guest for like the Halloween. Weekend, weekend, week shows. Uh, Jose Contreras, which you know, he said, "Man, you gotta, you gotta have this guy on. He's a mortician, and he sounds like Candyman." <laughs> 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 that was all he told me. I was like, "I'm sold." And then <laughs> I hit you up. You are. No, I appreciate you, man. Thank you. Yeah, no. So um, I know you, you, you've been doing comedy. 
uh, on like on and off for, yeah. for about a year? About a year and a half. Okay. Yeah, I started in 2021. Okay. Yeah, okay. I think it was 420. On the day. Oh, nice. Yeah, the first All day right. that I did it. There you go. And it was uh, in kind of response to trauma from grandma dying and me cremating her. Mm. You know, oh, wow. I wouldn't let anybody. It's kind of like a pride thing. Yeah. This is my family. This is my mess. I'm going to clean it up yeah. is the way I think of it. And I did the same thing kind of for my grandfather before that, too. Hmm. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So uh, um, just to kind of let our listeners know, you work as, is it a mortician, uh, undertaker? Uh, crematory operator, soon to be manager. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay. 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 So you do specifically cre- cremations? That's yeah. That's, okay. Yeah. All right. You manage the operations of the crematory, and then all the ins and outs, dealing with the people uh, to do services sometimes, because you know the they paid a little bit extra to come in and mourn the loss a little bit more than uh, you know than they already had time to do. So <laughs> it's I, a big business. It's a huge business, yeah. and it's a hard, hard job. You know what I mean? It's just uh, emotionally draining, sure. uh, obviously. What? How do you get into this? Craigslist. Seriously? Well, no bullshit. Like basically wow. everything that came into my life that makes me like interesting, I found on fucking Craigslist. <laughs> like I used yeah. to be part of a bike club. They called me Craigslist Zoe because I found them on fucking <laughs> Craigslist. <laughs> just no bullshit. And then uh, yeah, so it was cool. Uh, I ended up. Getting taking the job from somebody else, like they were in there for about a month prior and they weren't cutting it. And I stole the job from him, and I've been rising ever since. Okay, but are you looking up how to like cremation jobs? No, or? just it was in uh, I think it was in gigs or part time jobs. Uh-huh. You know, I was just looking for a job at the time, trying to get out of the uh, the temp agency cycle, sure, sure you sure. know. And the death industry I already worked in before I was doing motorcycle escorts mm. for funerals, okay, which oh. I love that job to death. No pun intended. And <laughs> it was still made. <laughs> uh, and then I turned into a, um, I'm not going to say delivery driver. That's kind of rude. Basically, I went to go pick up bodies. Transport. Okay. Oh, transport. transport. Yeah, right? yeah, transport. Yeah, yeah. So I did transport Corpse for a little transport bit. Transport or something like that. Yeah, and you'd be surprised uh, how many numbers you get thrown at. You know, like when you're doing that kind of job, you know, trauma kind of affects people differently. Uh, and I had a few opportunities, to put it kind of bluntly. So, yeah, fun stuff. I missed that job, too. I mean, there's always work. To be made, yeah. To be made, yeah. I could have been an escort in more than one way, you know? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I, a long time ago, like, I was right out of high school, and I was looking for work, and um, one of my aunts works for the courts in Richmond, and she's always got connections. And one of the jobs, uh, she told me, hey, I mean, I know this is going to be, might not be what you want to do, but... Um, there's like a job opening someone that we work with through the court system that it's a crime scene cleanup. There's no bodies, but it's crime scene or like death cleanups and it's good pay all hours. You can work whenever you want, but just, you know, you need to see some must up stuff. Yeah. And I said, nah, let me see a little Caesars talking about because <laughs> it's not for everybody. That's why I wanted to kind of like, you know, I've been wanting to have someone in that field on the show for a long time because it's a different reality for sure. Yeah. Um, when you first took this job, like before, uh, I mean, were you exposed to seeing things or before that in general? Uh, it's going to sound kind of crazy, mind you, but just follow me here. Right. Okay. So. Ever since I was like uh, a teeny bopper, like right before I became a teen, 
there was, you know, weird shit happening around me and in my family that you just can't really explain. You know what I mean? It's just like, why the hell are there shadows in the in, in here when there's nobody standing there? You know what I mean? It's kind of weird. Yeah. It's like, have you ever seen the picture of the, uh, like, after a nuke? Like, they'll have the, yep. yeah, that's basically what was standing in the middle of the, the living Shadow room. people? Shadow people, exactly. Yeah. And there was also, like, they see, they say, did, have you heard about the hat man at all? Yeah. Yeah, we, we, ju- we just talked about this. Uh, okay, so. It's you. Yeah. <laughs> You're the guy. You're the guy. Talked about the last tapping at our for the Halloween episode. <laughs> yeah, with someone involved in in, in and rituals it. and and we, that's what we discussed. Yeah. Yeah. So I've been kind of exposed to that. Uh, you know, seeing on the other side of the veil kind of stuff. And it sounds weird to say, but they've told me a lot of things, like in my sleep, half awake. You know, it's kind of like sleep paralysis demon type stuff. But you're not, you're not stuck. You're just listening. Like who's yeah. talking to me? Sure. Yeah. What have you they know? told you? Uh, basically, that death is just an illusion. Um, that there is another side to this. That there's more than meets the eye. Obviously, you can't really see everything that's going on, but you lose the ability to have the imagination. Uh, capable of seeing across the veil as you get older because you start getting more grounded in reality and less in the fantasy land, you know, where you're open to believing what's not really there. That's why kids so, see more. That's why kids are always like, hey, uh, you know, do you see this guy understanding? You know what I'm saying? Like, you've seen videos sure. of them doing that and it's ubiquitous. Had, you know what I mean? I had an imaginary friend that called it magic when I was growing up. I don't remember this, but it freaked my mom out because one time I was crying because I got hurt by the imaginary mm-hmm. friend. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, it depends on um, how negative your life is in general, like how much negativity surrounds you is how you get affected uh, by these other entities because they're basically parasites. They just come in, they feed on the negative energy, oh. and the more negative energy that's in the household, the more they congregate in that area, and that's why they, like you go in certain places and it's cold yeah. because it's, you know, for us, it's heat that keeps us alive and warm and, you know, whatever you know what i'm trying to get at here like we're beings of light they're beings of darkness we're beings of heat they're beings of cold you know what i mean so they where did you grow up by uh castro valley hayward foster care kicked me all over the place you know what i mean so uh, i've been around Mm -hmm. long story short for sure and uh that's the reason why a lot of that trauma attracted these things over to the household mom wasn't helping um and yeah i got exposed to that a long time ago and i just knew well let me put it like this right I got the job, the first job doing the escorting and the um, the transport three months before my grandfather died. Mm. Right? It's a little weird. I got this crematory job six months before my grandma died. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And then on the death certificates, uh, you can see death certificates of people uh, that you're cremating because obviously this information needs to be passed around. And a, and a lot of permits had the last name Gonzalez and a lot of the same birthday time frame around when she was going to die. Shortly before she passed away, she started giving me more money. Like, she just knew she was going to die. Like, we all kind of know as a family, like, death is always at, around the corner. And we kind of just know when it's going to happen. So I don't think it's a coincidence, though, that I got the opportunity to get these jobs before my grandparents died and actually maintain those positions to be able to help my family in those really critical times. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I don't think it's a mistake. As long as it, it was meant, it was meant to be. Absolutely. It's also a financial uh, burden when that happens, and you know, like to have to. Do you still have to charge them? Uh, yeah, we got a discount. I mean, I told my um, my boss basically that my grandparents were the f- the fill-in parents. I mean, I'm pretty sure you guys can understand yeah, what, yeah, what yeah, I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, sure. you oh, know, yeah. mom and mom was doing her best. Dad was gone. You know what I'm saying? Like right. that's just. 
that's why I call myself the shadow, Don Sombra. You know what I mean? It's just like always forgotten about, put in the corner, just left in, you know, left to my own devices in foster care at home and whatever else. And then I put myself in those situations as a result from the trauma. Um, and that gave me the ability to see all the crap that I just, uh, you know, tried to describe to you guys as best I could, mm-hmm. you know, because it just doesn't sound real, but you can't make this stuff up. So that's, that's how you, 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 that led you to where you're at now with this mm-hmm. okay. and the connection to death and all that uh you know basically just having an understanding and a knowledge and, and a belief that i'm here for a specific purpose and then as soon as i'm done here i have another job to do right it's, it's never going to end right do you um are you afraid of death hell no no greet it like an old friend yeah that's the way i look at it yeah um oh. is it, like sometimes i even look at it like um like you guys or nerds like me, I'm assuming, right? Yep. Thanos, the original fucking story behind him. Yeah. Was that, that he was in love, in love with death. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Lady Death's a bitch, so she's yeah. like, you know what? You can clean my shoes, motherfucker. You know, yeah. like, you just get off to the side. I'm going to send you all these <laughs> good eyes yeah. then he started babe, sending babe, I killed half the universe. Yeah, and she's, yeah. like, she's like, I'm unimpressed. Yeah. And then she ended up going to fuck Deadpool or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a jealous ass nigga, you know? That's the way I kind of look at it, too. It's kind of like, you know, death has kind of courted me since I was young, in a sense. And then I, you know, I'm kind of smitten, stuck. You know what I mean? Like, there's nothing I can do to escape it. Does it, does it... Does it kind of make you too cynical at times, though, doing what you do? A uh, little bit nihilistic, not yeah. gonna lie. Yeah, 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 You know, how many babies are you gonna cremate before you start going, the world is fucked up? Right, yeah, right. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, shit, yeah. Or drug addicts dying in the street and, yeah. you know, uh, homeless people that just freeze to death, mm-hmm. you know? Well, because I was gonna say, what, what happens with that? Like, do you, do you just have to, like, when, if, you, like, they have no family to take They call of? those indigent cases. Okay. Right. So indigent cases are basically where there's nobody to be contacted to help, uh, you know, take, which is a lot of the cases sometimes, right? Majority of the people that are like homeless and, uh, drug addicts and things of that nature, the family, it's not that they can't, it's that they won't. Right. You know what I mean? It's just like you as an individual took that responsibility from us. And now in death, even do we continue to hold you liable for that? Right. You know what I mean? And I respect that decision a hundred percent, but it's all in the taxpayers dime for them to get cremated or buried or, I mean, usually just cremated and scattered to the wind. Yeah. Right. That's usually what happens. So taxpayer money will government will step in and say, All yeah. right, we'll throw you we'll throw your company whatever X amount of dollars to just before you did this. before you did this job though, you had already had you already seen bodies and stuff like that. I was oh, sure. say, have you experienced a lot of death growing up? Uh the first death that I actually felt uh, you know, that really hurt me. It was right after, uh, I hate to kind of like put it like this, but I graduated and then I had an ex-girlfriend that we had a messy breakup and then my granny on my dad's side, you know, dad, she was granny because she, you know, when I was young, she was around, she took care of us and she, you know, that's granny, love granny to death, granny Smith. Uh, She ended up dying of AIDS and uh, hepatitis and a couple of other diseases because the man that she was married to got her addicted Uh, to the, you know, to the stick. Gotcha. So... Uh, she caught a whole bunch of stuff and ended up dying right after that. And that was the first time that I've, you know, went through that. Mm-hmm. But ever since I started getting in the death industry, that's when a majority of the deaths of my life started happening. Okay. It's just like, you know, death was like, hey, Towards get ready. Adult. You know, like, get in here. This is the work that you need to do now. Yeah. And then when your family's all dead and gone and you've done enough, then you can move on to do whatever you need. Sure. You know, what's the word? What's the word? Um, like when you're numb, um, desensitized, desensitized. Do you find yourself desensitized now? to like the idea of a body of well no family death sometimes because like for me the only reason i ask that is because like in my family 
all my life we we used to make this joke that was like our status our quota for family members that have died has got to be at least five a year right because that's how many people die yeah, every year we had a huge we have a big family and yeah, yeah. during the pandemic we had over 20 family and friends family members and friends die that's insane and um it you know you kind of get desensitized at some point after you're like week after week someone's died you're like all right well i got i still got to go to you know baseball practice whatever you know what i mean like i don't play baseball but work yeah yeah, you still gotta go to work you know i can't stop and my boss my boss doesn't believe me anymore that 12 of my aunts and and someone's Mm -hmm. died every week you know like i can't take these off anymore i've missed so many funerals now um or even i i hate to say this and you know, Basically, but whatever you, but like i skipped yeah. some funerals just to come do the podcast because i'm like dude, people oh. die all the time and it's not like they weren't like super close to us but like they're like maybe family friends that i haven't seen in 10 years and i'm just like i, I got stuff to do Basically, can, of, can, can you can you differentiate from family and regular people like no 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 like desensitized oh, okay. do you feel desensitized from, yeah you're on oh, oh your you can't hear sound can you, okay. Okay. Oh, okay. There you go. Like, do you are you desensitized with like family now sometimes? Um, or have you had not not had enough? I, I want to preface this by saying I'm not trying to discount what you've experienced. Sure. You know what I mean? Uh, but the sheer volume of family in my end is small. Okay. You know, and that means that every death means. I hate to say it a little bit more, yeah, you yeah. know, because there's only like seven of us. Sure. And now there's sure. even less because grandma and grandpa are dead. Right. Uncle yeah. separated 100%. himself for everybody else. 100%. And uh, that means it's just my mom, my stepdad, and all my siblings, basically, and my aunt. Right. My aunt's now because she's going to get married to another woman. It's cool. That's like the more yeah. you lose, the no, more no. alone you feel, too. Mm. Not really. Assume, no. no. Not for me specifically, because of you know the Don Somber thing. The reason why I yeah. feel like a shadow is because I was alone a lot. Yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah. Um, so that hasn't changed necessarily. If anything, it's just expected at this point. Sure. You know what I mean. It's kind of like, well, you know, fa- you know, it's coming true. The prophecy's coming true. I'm going to be left alone at some point. You know. Right. But there's one thing we can't avoid is that 99% of the time you die alone. You know what I mean? There's yeah. there's going to be people standing there like watching over you. Oh my God, you know. But it's a tr- it's a journey that you got to take by yourself. Right. You know, for the most part, unless you get in a car accident with everybody in the car. Nine eleven. Nine eleven is another. Yeah, there's another right. one. It's like when there's a tragedy like right. that, it hurts yeah. even more because now sure. we lost more than one person right. at a time. And right. Right. You know, right. it hurts even more. That's true. I mean, you know, we we do die essentially by ourselves, but we are also very social in nature and have a, a need for human yeah. connection mm-hmm. on a certain level. A lot of people, maybe not everybody, but like. You know, from very young, you, 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 even you have friends now, I'm certain, like a, a social life of some sort, yeah. some companion, some people get dogs for Christ's sakes. Yeah. yeah. I'll say that, like, I'll say this too. I've actually been very lucky that like my grandparents that have died on my mom's side, um, aunts, uncles that we were super close with, we were able to be with them at their last moments. Cause yeah, that's, we, that's we, beautiful. Cause we've gone through them. We've gone through that death so much that we kind of know, okay, they're going downhill. That means it's like, especially in a Mexican family, yep. we would go every day, you know, spend all day with them for the last two weeks of their lives. You know, even mm-hmm. if they're unconscious, you know, at this point, they're not conscious. All we're doing is changing them, you know, just to make sure they're comfortable. We're just we're all there as a family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we've gone through that a million times, you know. Um, so I, I am very like I feel blessed in that sense. Mm-hmm. But like you do at some point kind of get like, OK. 
who's next? Who's next? Yeah. Yep. Well, the one thing that I've done to alleviate the pain of that, because there are even times when there's services that are going on that I'm that I'm officiating more or less, where I'm you know sure. in charge of it, hmm. where it's a kid or somebody young and they tragically lost their life in an accident, or for example, there was a two year old that got hit by a car in a parking lot. Right. It just got run over, and the the family was very. Um, very devastated. It was their sure, only child. Sure, sure. Uh, so that stuff hits me still to this day. Yeah, yeah. Um, Do you ever have to step away from emotionally getting, you know, because I know a lot of the people like getting, appreciating, they, they can't, like, has it ever happened where you feel something at that moment? Maybe you need to step away, or can you just stay there and... Professional. I, I can stay in the pocket. It's yeah, okay. it's not difficult for me to, you know, at least express to them that I'm feeling the same pain that they are, and they can see it in my face. I'm not I'm not faking it. You right. know, it's just, this, this pains me so much to have to do this, but yeah. it's my job, and I'm going to do it with such honor and respect, and respect that you're yes. going to walk out of here probably feeling better, I hope. Yeah. Right. You know, that's the least I can offer. Yeah. Because, or you know, at least... Without a worry, an extra, least, yeah. an extra worry. Well, the worry's all gone now. You know, it's about to be lit up in flames. So, you know, that's that's there's sure. no more worry in death. It, that's the, the the eternal rest, right? Sure, sure. You know, that's just all these worldly problems that we burden ourselves with every day and look at ourselves in the mirror and judge ourselves for. It's all temporary. So, the best thing to do is just appreciate what you have and forgive yourself for any transgressions you may have had against other people, uh, and maybe say sorry to them, but. You know, at least if you if you have no regrets, then you die with a smile. And that's something that I aim for every day. You know, I've only ever picked up two bodies that had smiles on their faces. One was a kid and one was a grown ass man. And one of them got in a ski accident, but was next to his dad up until his last breath. And the other one was the guy that pulled a fart joke before he passed. Fart <laughs> <laughs> can't make this up, man. It really was happened. Was it the kid in the in in the ski accident? It was the kid in the ski accident. Okay. Yeah, he was comforted by the presence of his father. Yeah, I remember his name. That fart joke must have been funny. Yeah, uh, it was legit. He legit was like, hey. Pull my finger to the nurse, <laughs> and the nurse came in. And he, and he let out one fat one. He's like, ah. I just died, Holy and just died right there. That's crazy. Yeah, and I went to go pick him up. I was like, this is kind of creepy. You know, yeah. But yeah, the nurse told me about that, and I couldn't help but laugh. Yeah, it was, it was one of those things I took home with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you ever had a near death experience? Uh, two. Okay. So I got, I don't know if anybody can like catch this, but there's a big ass crack in my forehead right here, mm -hmm. right going all the way up yeah. and down. Okay. Uh, when I was in foster care, I was about seven or eight. Uh, a bunch of the kids at the community center that I was kind of hanging out at, uh, they they got like go karts and bikes and a whole bunch of other wheeled things without motors, and said we're going to the top of 167th or was it 167, 168th in San Leandro, which is, you know, at the time was basically like this of a hill, yeah, you know, yeah. just it was steep. And you know, two or three times we went down. On the fourth time, I hit a manhole, and then the front end twisted on me, and I went. Whoa. Yeah, wow. uh, R. Kelly was in my head at that moment. But, uh, <laughs> I ended up. Landing. I believe I could fly. That that version. <laughs> yes, yes. But I didn't believe I could fly because I saw the ground coming at me. Yeah. And I went face first into the cement, and then pop, 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 pop. Yeah. I ended up getting scrapes in like places you shouldn't get scrapes at. Yeah. Like I got a scar in my gooch from this Ooh. thing. Like I did the splits. It was bad. Ooh. Yeah. Um, and then ended up with two big knots in my forehead on this side, and then the crack on this side. They had to take me to the hospital for a concussion treatment, but I had passed out before they got there. Mm -hmm. So there's there's a slim chance I might die there. Right, you know? right. Um, but I woke up, however, who knows how long later, with a giant fever and throwing up, mm -hmm. you know, right. and right. My, my foster parents were like, oh, my God, we're not going to lose our money. Uh, you know, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that was one. 
and then I mean I ride a motorcycle, so there's oh shit yeah, yeah, there, yeah. there's a lot of oh so you're really not afraid of <laughs> nope yeah. every day can't be and I usually commute on it too so there's times where people are you know oh, you, you slip your traffic motherfucker you know like yeah yeah, yeah. I've had a, a few of the, oh look it's back uh, a few of those sorry I couldn't hear my voice for a little bit uh, okay. if you're wondering nice. no so that that's man that's a uh, um. I, I've always been curious, bro, and and I apologize in advance now that we're friends on on, on IG. Oh, I get some random questions at three a.m. <laughs> or fucking, you know, just because I've always I've always uh, um, okay. This is the last the, before you before yourself. Um, the last mortician I was talking to, or she was a mortician. Um, though one of the brief times I was on on Tinder, uh, I found this mortician chick. Nice. We became friends, like on social media we were planning on going on dates but i was not really trying to go on a date i more than anything wanted to know about her job and then i, I was like you should come on my podcast like are we gonna fucking hang out or what i'm like oh I'm <laughs> on, the podcast. on the podcast but she told me like everything bro like the craziest stories i've ever heard she told me that she embalmed her her cousin who had cancer and she felt a very like this is my own like you know you ever seen a pet uh pet cemetery too you bury your own <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or, yeah, yeah 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 extreme ownership right yeah, yeah that's that's how she felt and she said it's a cousin she grew up with it was sad but she also it's like i get to do her makeup the way she was as she was living mm -hmm. and same with her mom and and she just told me you know <laughs> coming coming to work at the cemetery early morning and finding people doing rituals in one of those like get out of here <laughs> like stuff like that yeah, like trying to summon the dead they're trying to sleep <laughs> right yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, just let them rest bro <laughs> right right I, I, apparently, that's, <laughs> apparently that's the thing like in her cemetery i think in san jose or somewhere where that was like a big thing seeing people doing brujeria and yeah, and like Alan Rock. Yes, yeah. yes. Uh, so you've heard, so you've, have you had those experiences too? Uh, yeah, my ex actually thought herself a witch at some point, and mm -hmm. you know, she's a liar. But, um, <laughs> and that's the reason why we broke up. But <laughs> at the same time, like I said, with my experience with death, I can kind of call that shit out for sure. Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah. I, I, if I walked into a room with like Maria Abramovich, if you guys know who that yes. is, right? The, yeah. the performance artist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That woman is blessed by death. Yeah. Like, she legit has some kind of connection to the other side. Didn't she have sure. like um, a performance art where they pointed a loaded gun? Her? Uh, she basically just allowed humanity to do whatever they wanted to her, and they had to stop the um, the display after a guy basically tried to bend her over yeah. in front of everybody. Yeah, and they were like, "Okay, that's enough." And yeah. she started crying and was traumatized for a while because, hey, look at how humanity acts when you just allow them to do what they want to. Yeah, you. that was crazy. You know, it's crazy, but and she's also into ritualistic stuff, uh, from what I've read. Absolutely, I yeah. believe that she can actually communicate non-verbally, which is a huge indicator of somebody that's connected to another realm of existence. You know what I mean? Um, if you can kind of look at somebody and express a whole line of thought without saying a word, mm -hmm. that's when you know that you got some kind of connection to something else. Telepathy. It's less telepathy and more like a mutual understanding of nature kind mm. of thing. You know what I mean? It's like this is the way the cycle works. Like such a deep spirituality presence yeah. power almost yeah uh, you yeah. kind of project that on other people it's yeah, like sure. a, uh you know the vibrations that people you know that sounds I, I, weird, yeah but oh, it's, yeah. it's legit you know it's like uh what you put out is what you get back because it's you know it's bouncing off and coming back to you i knew someone like that and it, it um, talked about what they did to me in the last episode and um you know they 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 came from mexico doing stuff yeah that got them in trouble in mexico yeah so they were here now and it was a 
it was a weird <laughs> I'll tell you an experience I had with that person. I'm mm-hmm. sorry, bro. Sorry for bringing this up. I know you, don't. but I was at a funeral and I shared thoughts like in my head with my friend that had just been murdered. And then I went to see her afterwards. Didn't mention this to anybody. What I said in my head to my friend, and she said everything I said to yeah. me, um, uh, like word by word. Like I, I know you told your friend this, this, and like oh shit, okay, and that kind of stuff. I think I've told you that, right? Mm-hmm. It, this is um. The way that I can specify it is not like you're pu- you're reaching out and pulling things back in, you know, for information. It's just you're open to the idea that the information can be given to you. Is that if that makes sense? Yeah. yeah. So you're, what happened is she's attuned to it, and somebody, maybe your friend, heard what you said and translated or gave it to her, and she's so open and attuned to it that she can just repeat it directly, it, exactly the way it is. But other times, people that aren't good at it, like I'm not the greatest at that it's muffled but there are times when you can definitely tell there's somebody trying to talk to you that's not you you know what i mean there's voices that come in you're like that wasn't me outside you influence. know yeah fascinating yeah yeah and sometimes you'll have that you're like that wasn't my thought you know what i mean like that yeah. sounds like me but it wasn't me you know so i'm i'm i, I don't like stuff like this Fair i've told jd about yeah, yeah. stuff like this but i remember uh, i told i shared with them one time like i feel like possessed by something like a mm-hmm. cold thing and i remember i had a baby brother well he's, he's 18 now but this how long ago i think it was like four or five or something like that and then it, it was like the laundry room he never wanted to go in there and mm-hmm. then i remember i was like i was like why is the washing machine always going my mom was like oh your dad was putting stuff in there and i was like he said he was upstairs and then so later like kind of like a possession type thing happened and my mom found out later that like i had started dressing in all black she said the boy who lived in that room before he was dressing in all black because something was in that but then like you said uh people reaching out and talking to you like my dad passed away when i was 11 about to be 12 may 23rd and then every sometimes he kind of reaches out and like talks to me like in like several like, i'll be like kind of like something's weird something's like kind of feeling like a little off today and he'll kind of share like kind of like just have like moments of need and kind of stuff like that or like parents coming to you like in your sleep and sometimes it's kind of like a thing where it's like um like it's i remember i've had like dreams where i'm just with my dad in like a sense and we're just like just shopping at like montgomery wars i'm like why are we like in montgomery wars and like an old memory yeah like and i'm little and like we're just and it's just like and just like help my like spirit and mood for like a week or two Mm -hmm. or like one time i remember i was just sitting in my car and i sat there for like 30 minutes does it happen in a time when you need that dream yeah yeah it happens like at a time of year one time it was i was like i was just it was a weird day off and stuff like that i remember i was like kind of like not in a good mood one time and i was about to go to like i think a show or something i didn't feel like going and then i sat there for 30 minutes my dad talked to me and he was just like, I'm proud of you. Haven't talked to you in a while. Like, I, you know, like I'm proud of everything. Like the Uncle Ben Spider-Man dream. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But something I want to specify here, it's not like you were hearing those words, yeah. but it was more like you were feeling the emotions as if yeah. those words were spoken. Yeah, yeah. Right? I think, I, yeah. And I have a question for you. Was there a certain spot on your neck that your dad used to, like, grab you when you were younger? Yeah, like the back of my neck, yeah. Back of your neck? Yeah. Do you still feel that every once in a while? Yeah. <laughs> Next question. Presence in the room. Wow. No, no, yeah. So it's cool. And the reason why I asked you, uh, like, you ever had like a, a close, near to death experience? Because I remember, like, so I don't, I don't think I ever shared this. I was uh, 19, and I remember, like, so I have like this condition, whatever, right? And I remember I was in a hospital, and I remember, like, I felt like the breath like leaving me, like, right? And yeah. then I remember, like, I remember, I, like, I kind of like the parasite, like, like passed out, 
right? Yeah. And then I'm always shit. It's like when my grandma, like, cause she died. I think she, well, she said she like lost consciousness or whatever, like, or it's flatlined for like several minutes. Mm-hmm. And then like when I shared with her, then like I was like, yeah, she's like, it was like, I, she's like, God was like holding me or something like that, like this mm-hmm. white light. And I remember for me, it was like I was, I would just kind of like left and kind of just like just white light. They always talk about the white light, and I was like there, and I was like, what, what is like, what is this? And but then like I kind of saw something, and then like it's, it just like got pulled down, like all of a sudden, and then it came yeah. back, and then I woke up in a sense, and I was just see like people in front of me crying. And I was like, what, like what happened? Yes, yeah, that I was actually to add to that, man. Like I, I want to tell you this too. Cause it's, it's different, but my situation, I think I've told you, told you guys my experience where I had to, like, I just left town yeah. because of some kind of like drug shit that at the time someone close to me got into and involved me. And that whole week before I decided to like quit my job, kind of going to hiding. <laughs> Fair enough. That whole week, bro, I felt like, like death was on me like if i didn't leave mm-hmm. i was gonna get shot up yeah. or mm-hmm. something kidnapped and tortured or something because you're aware you're in danger. i don't know it was, it was a weird feeling i felt bro where like one time i felt like someone was in the back seat of my car while i was driving mm-hmm. and it was just like any minute now i'm gonna get popped or something mm-hmm. like right. and yeah. it was a weird like i i uh, Anxiety. I, I feel it's coming. Like, I yeah. feel it coming, you know? Yeah. There, uh, anybody in your situation would be feeling high levels of anxiety. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and, and I feel like sometimes you can, you can feel, you can feel when, you know, like, that's like, it was a similar thing where I, I felt like it's, it's, that's why I decided, yeah, all right, I'm going to go, <laughs> I'm going to go live like a hermit, you know, for six months or so and, and not have contact with people. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, but I, I felt like, like I gotta prepare myself to feel either hot bullets in me or something. Changed. And then it it's a car out. crash, right. something. And then it turned out they weren't really looking for you, right? Because you became. Uh, I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. How do you, do, how do you but, but decipher? Like, but you know what I mean, like, like yeah. yeah, yeah it, how do you decipher the it, difference between like an anxiety attack like that, though, where you're like, I'm so anxious because I know I'm in the situation, right? Mm-hmm. Versus being like, I feel a legit energy of death behind me because like you could just be like oh i'm scared all the time like i feel like someone's behind me you're just paranoid that's a normal it's a human different reaction. That's a, yeah that's a, it was a yeah. it was you know a little different mean? it was a little yeah. different it's the difference between being internal and external yeah. is the way i exp- uh, try yeah. to describe it um you know if the feeling of anxiety is coming from within you it's welling yeah. up and then it's taken over from within usually yeah. around your chest area that's yeah. where it starts and then it starts spreading out and it hits your head and once it gets to your head that's when you start freaking out right and that's what a panic attack is you know the anxiety becomes overwhelming and your body just freaks the fuck out when it comes to having like feeling anxiety from outside it's more like your body's reacting first and then your mentality is reacting after if you can understand the difference i'm trying to say right it's like your brain is freaking out and then your body reacts to that and that's what causes anxiety it's your body reacting to something and then your brain going what the hell was that mm-hmm. you know that's the difference uh, so it's just flipped yeah. got you got yeah. you so yeah. it's like hair stands up yeah. you get goosebumps or whatever yeah. like it suddenly starts getting cold when you start you know right. saying certain names and things of that okay. nature so. yeah like it's yeah yeah because it's like what's that like kind of like what was that yeah it was like something like because there's a difference like from to hear you versus like versus anxiety is like starts here like you yeah, said yeah, yeah. it's yeah. a difference like, from anxiety like, then to th- that in yeah. a little bit like there's a like anxiety like there's something like a, a suspenseful feeling you have when someone's about to pop a balloon in front of you, yeah. kind of mm-hmm. like you know, you know yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and to having just like a almost a, a, a supernatural feeling of I don't know if I'm yeah. gonna be around yeah. <laughs> for November, you know, like right. yeah, yeah. 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 It, it was 
and that's I've never felt that before. And um, even in in parties I've been at that got shot up growing up, you know, or the time that I got shot at in a, another party where the bullet was right next to me, I yeah, I think I probably was just too stupid back then <laughs> to like ah whatever maybe, maybe it was just too drunk and high, but that like I felt like ooh like you know something mm-hmm. like like you said like the <laughs> right. I'm coming also, grandma <laughs> I suspect yeah. the context yeah. of those interactions are different like were they aiming at you personally no no no, no. it was no. just it was and random you were but, but aware I was still that it was random. but I was still like close enough to like oh shit yeah oh, of course yeah but you were also aware that it was random it wasn't aimed at you versus for sure. like you know fuckers are hunting for you yeah, you're like or, right. or, or, no one's or might gonna be, be able or to might like, be yeah might yeah be, right. yeah that's a different yeah. level of anxiety i'll tell yeah. you that being hunted yeah. Yeah. yeah that ain't cool yeah yeah i know <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, nope. uh, to kind of reiterate, uh, to yeah. go back to circle back to what uh, you yeah. sound like a, a manager now. To circle back to what Corday was saying <laughs> earlier, right? <laughs> uh, uh. So a big, like I was saying before, they're attracted to fear and negative energy, yeah. right? So the biggest thing you can do, if, and listen to you out here, if you want to keep yourself away from negative spirits, don't be a negative focused individual. It's that simple, right? Don't be ridden with anxiety. Don't be depressed. Don't be angry. Don't be any of these other really bad, I would say like red emotions. You know what I mean? Like I love the color red. I love the color maroon. And I represent that because I came from a very angry place. And that's where these things came in. But that being explained, if you live that life, you get what you, you know, you reap what you sow. So that's what you're attracting. You're attracting uh, negative energy parasites and you're going to be surrounded by them at all times. Would you say like watching content based on that attracts that? Less that. Uh, it depends on the person. Yeah. Um, because some people are negatively affected by seeing certain things like for sure. that. Yeah. But yeah, for yeah. me, uh, you know, go back earlier, uh, seeing so many cartel style beheadings, it doesn't affect me at all. Yeah. ISIS already kind of, you know, uh, 4K quality, you know, stuff. And that's yeah, the good yeah. stuff. If you want to watch some uh, beheading videos, yeah. um, you know, they got the whole te- subtext and everything, high level producers and stuff. It's great. But I don't condone violence. You can see even the bones and you separate in just the greatest <laughs> bit of detail. It's Practically educational for that? someone in your line of work. Exactly. Right? Can like, we man, take that shot that. again? The, neck <laughs> the lights the were off. <laughs> yeah. No. I. I. Um. I, that's that's a good point you mentioned because like I I my f- first time I ever saw someone murder was like seven years old. You know, yeah. where in the neighborhood I grew up in Richmond, it was very violent. But um, and now I I I'm at comedy shows. I'm playing with my godchildren. I have fucking cats. <laughs> you know, I'm, a lot of my life is is positive now. Yeah. But I still like he gives me shit for it because I like watching true crime stuff, and I do like you know, and I do watch like paranormal stuff. It is interesting to me. But yeah, I don't I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. But I don't. That's why I asked you what you, what your opinion is because I don't feel like I because he says I, I you said like I I like dark shit. But I think it's because. It's very far from what I am now. Well, I'm okay. always interested but, in that kind of but thing. But I say this because yeah. I say this because sometimes it affects the way he thinks and, and like you said, negatively, he'll start thinking negatively about himself, about other people, and you start seeing like he starts complaining about certain things that I'm like, hey, man, you can stop worrying about that. Do sure. do you. Stop <laughs> you know what I mean? Stop doing this. Just focus on you. Don't worry about like this, this, and that. You didn't do bad today. Yeah. Like oh yeah, yeah. Like, oh, beating myself don't beat up, up. Beat over my set. And <laughs> you and like we're all artists here. Like yeah. we're all artists. 100%. We beat ourselves up yeah. for sure. Yep. But he was. But he gets to this point sometimes where, like, he gets really negative. It becomes abusive at a certain to point. himself. Yeah. Okay. And so like I get concerned and I'm like, dude. It probably has to do a lot with what you're watching. You're watching negative things all the time. I, like, I don't think it would change the way I feel about that because I've heard, like, I think that's just 
you know, and the only, being but a perfectionist I say that, with my art. Sure, you know? but that's I feel, part of it. Yeah, but yeah, I'm this. I'm the same way. I really stopped. Sorry to bring this up again, but like when I got sober, like I changed the kind of things that I watched a lot, the kind of content I was consuming, and I was very like influenced by that. So like for sure, me drinking and doing drugs a lot. Like I loved music about that artist that would like live in that lifestyle. I was like, I'm gonna be like him one day. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like for me, when I started watching different things uh started really paying attention to his comedy and his comedy and, and started going into more <clears throat> deep dive music on production and stuff and just things that were positive and good for me mm-hmm. it really kind of turned my brain a little bit and was like okay i'm surrounding myself with nothing but good stuff even if i'm in my room you know for whatever after i'm after work or whatever i'm by myself i'm still consuming something good and mm-hmm. positive to some extent some it's okay to watch the true crime i like you know some of those on tiktok sometimes but like to watch that all the time no which is that like yeah no, and, 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 and sometimes and you go through those stints where like that's all you yeah want. no and i and i pull away like i know to pull away like from some of that stuff sometimes mm-hmm. especially if you're not like if I'm not in my right mind, I don't want to watch a Jeffrey Dahmer, you know, documentary. Or, yeah, you sure. know, I'd rather sure. watch some yeah. Always Sunny or something, you know, like yeah. <laughs> something, and that's, yeah. something to kind of just take take my mind away from that. Yeah, uh, yeah, I hear you 100%. So that's why, like, every time, like, you like you always be sending me, like, stupid shit, like, the middle of the night, like, 12 a.m. or some shit like that. I turn on Mickey Mouse. I turn on, like, the complete opposite. I turn on Disney yeah. cartoons or something like that to right. get my mind, like, off that. Like, oh, let's play, like, the Goofy movie or something like that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, my aunt used to, used to always watch like yeah, unsolved yeah, yeah. mirror unsolved mysteries in america's most wanted yeah. and like just turn the lights down just make it like she's like this this is hella creepy i'm like no lights are on in the house yes it is super well, creepy yeah, yeah so then yeah. like yeah and then you talked about like watching stuff right like i always tell jd he was like don't worry bro this shit's not real it's not gonna affect you but i, I tell jd i was like jd my imagination is so vast and so big yeah i will make this real right right so, so that's why i always try to tell him like and don't that's why i stopped sending you stuff. yeah stop because i'm like because i'm like no it's not your it's like this is your imagination i'm like no dude i will make this realistic or like uh, like he or become, will start serial killing yeah. tomorrow stop this i don't know about whoa, whoa, whoa. that but i feel like <laughs> like the the negative stuff like you said don't i remember like because when that was happening like I, I couldn't drive because my conditioning like i was having like seizures yeah. which later got misdiagnosed or something else it was like you could like they said oh, I had epilepsy I actually didn't i had like this other kind of a thing so my license was suspended i couldn't drive nowhere and then it was like i couldn't play football so those like three depressions right there it was like everything sure. i was working for like i had yeah. because of the medicine i gained like 75 80 pounds within like a nine month span so i was like all like this like really good shape that's like gone so i'm just like living this other life of like will i go back to playing football i don't know will I get my license back i don't know like and then uh i had to go i think it was three months seizure free or and then i can get like start working back right to get your license to get my license back right and i'll always yeah. go uh two months two and a half months i think it was like one week away from getting declared or like then it was like it was like a bad week it'd be like one month like then it was like two weeks and then it was like mom was like well let's focus on what's triggering these type of things and then that later brought on like the time i told them i got possessed that's why i don't want to talk about so this shit he was like he's like, oh that's why like yeah motherfucker and it was funny because i told him this and they thought i was joking the whole time so yeah i going so going back to the the question <laughs> do oh. you think watching like like we basically said does that does that do you think that for you in your opinion 
Um, so as long as you're not a fearful individual, that kind of stuff won't be attracted to you. But yeah. um, overall, if you have a negative outlook on life, you end up being uh, the word repulsive actually applies there. You're repelling uh, people and things, uh, opportunities away from you. You know what I mean? That's what a negative mindset gets you is nothing. You know, you're by yourself. You're, you're solo. Right. A positive mindset starts attracting things. It's a great attractor kind of mentality. Right. Yeah. If you're like if if I believe that it's going to happen, there's a greater possibility of it yeah. happening. because yeah. You're putting it out there. You yeah, know what I mean? for sure. Whereas if you're like, it'll never happen. You're right. You yeah. know what I mean? Either way, you're right, but yeah. it's just it's just the opportunity gets presented or it doesn't, depending on your mindset. Um, you know, and it also depends on how many of those parasites you got on you. Yeah. And some of them have flesh and blood, not just shadow people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's why, like, I, I, I stopped. Uh, I remember I told JD this. I was like, hey, look, we, we can't hang around. Uh, negative Nancy's about comedy and stuff like that mm -hmm. because you could be doing good, 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 and then the one time something bad happens and it will you like he was right and like see didn't I tell you that like I was like then I started thinking like that I was like man this I was like positive one false step but I'm like I was like I can't be having people around because like I'm a, I'm a naturally positive person and I was like yeah. and you and they start be you be around that it starts like dwelling on you and you start thinking I was like no nah, I gotta and then yeah, the leeches you cut those people off and then all of a sudden it's like. I'm back to being normal. Like fuck. Like this is like amazing. So yeah. You find you find that, like, sincerely, even like some of your good friends and stuff, when they start getting pretty negative, like in the music space, there's some people that just like you know, why aren't we this? We're so much better than this. Blah blah mm -hmm, blah. And mm -hmm, you're just like, bro. Comparison is the thief of joy. Yeah, so. you start thinking like that, and then you're like, then you gotta take a step back, and you're like, dude, let me just keep doing my thing good for them yeah. you know what i mean like i see what they're doing right yeah start looking at i try to look at it like this like even when something bad goes wrong right it's not a completely terrible day mm -hmm. you know like how do you what like was it just that part don't let that one because there's a lot of people that will let yeah. one thing discourage their whole day yeah and it's like dude you can't you can't live like that <clears throat> it's it's it starts getting annoying for me now yeah to to see people do that because i'm like guys that was three minutes out of 24 hours. Yeah. There's yeah. a difference between a bad day and a bad moment. But that's also right. like, yeah. It, but also it, it. But people it, let that. Good quote. But yeah. people let that trigger them. But you also kind of like. 100%. I mean, I think for me, just, you know, I, I'm critical of it. But it's not like I'm not going to do comedy anymore because of a yeah. fucking show, you know. For sure. And I think that's if you don't at least like, oh, man, I could have done this better. It kind of helps you know, like, just grow past that shit you know and that's mm -hmm. why i do like you know do like fuck man i could have done this better today but um and i kind of just take a mental note of how i felt <laughs> so that i kind of you know and, but that's why i and like the whole like dabble in the dark stuff like yeah. you know i it's it's um title yeah, <laughs> right. yeah that's a good that's the name of the episode dabble in the dark stuff for you um does it ever become like hard to kind of because you seem like a very up uplifted dude like mm -hmm. does it ever become a challenge to do that with with what you do actually surprisingly no it's the opposite wow. the more death that i come across and the more bodies that i burn the happier i get it's kind of fucked up but let me put it like this all right and i'm not happy that people are dying yeah. i'm happy that i'm in a position to help kind of alleviate uh, the yeah. pressure that yeah. people being alive make you know what yeah, i mean just sure. like this is a mess we all have to participate in cleaning up and right at a certain point i think that like as soon as you get out of high school, if you want to get some real fucking perspective on life, mm -hmm. send them into a crematory, send them into a mortuary, send them into the transport, send them into um, what was that place called? Uh, like the cops, 
coroner. Yeah, right. Coroner. 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 I used to do, they yeah. do autopsies for yeah. murder and stuff. I used to be uh, coroner certified, so I can go to like cor- uh, crime scenes and stuff like that and pick up bodies. And there were several that were, uh, you know, they changed my outlook on life a lot. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, In what tense? Like. Uh, one thing for sure, and I, sorry guys, but if you're over like 250 pounds, mm-hmm. uh, taking a shit might be your last moment on earth. Mm-hmm. All right, because I can't tell you how many dudes I picked up that were 300, 400, 500, 600 fucking plus pounds died on the toilet oh, taking the, a shit. The heart attack yeah. they mm-hmm. cause from pressure. Yep. Yeah, it's the heart attack causes nausea, which makes you think you have to take a shit, and then you're over there straining, and then oh, no. you fall over in the tub. You know, just and your fat kind of s- just seals the the air gap between. So this doesn't yeah. this doesn't happen for skinny people, huh? Uh, no, they die in worse ways, I would say. Drugs. Like doing dumb shit and drugs. Mm-hmm. You know, fucking, oh, I smoked weed and now fentanyl was in it, dead. You yeah. know, and that was 22 year old girl. Yeah. You know what I mean? That was a real thing. And that's a big thing right now. I'm, I'm Huge. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, if you're going to buy drugs, buy them off people that you've bought drugs yeah. off before. If you've never bought the drug before, don't fucking buy it. It's yeah. that simple. It's not like you're it's getting just... a curly fry in your regular fries. No, that's <laughs> with some that's uh, fentanyl nice. and cocaine. That's a good thing. That's, a, <laughs> that's, a, that's amazing. That turned a bad day into a good day. Right, so, like, right. Yeah, we're talking about that's like moments. That's great. Greatest analogy I've ever heard. <laughs> I actually working on a joke that like fentanyl on cocaine. Use that. <laughs> it's, uh, That's hilarious. Yeah. So no. you, you mentioned it. You said uh, young people who like not living a good life, stuff like that. Then you have them go work somewhere. Uh, a lady who was at my church, like uh, we ended up playing football together. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was got like a bunch of tattoos. He wasn't like doing like the best thing. He's trying to play football. She's like, you supposed to be playing football. You out here doing this other kind of thing. She's like, she made him come work with her because she, she works at the cremation. Like she was like a, and then it wasn't until because uh, he he'd come to practice one time and then he kind of leave. He come and then like see him again like in two weeks and like over time it's just like spring training. He's supposed to be there like Monday through Thursday because we're trying to like prepare for the season and trying to like actually make the team Mm -hmm. she said he saw one of his homies come into like the mortuary and then that's when he like like oh shit and then that's when he started getting serious about it because he had to like try to take care of his homie like before and then all of a sudden i saw him there like every week Hmm. And then he got, and I was like, yo, dude, you missed last week. He's like, oh, dude, I was sick with the flu. Like, he's like, I was dog sick. Like, like he was like, he's like, he's like, no, I like, I was like, I don't even, he's like, no, I was sick, dude. I couldn't go nowhere. Like, you know, I was throwing up, you know? And then I was, I looked at, it, I was like, what you lost about 10 pounds? He's like, yeah, dude, like it was bad. So then it became more, he was more accountable and actually trying to show up with kind of stuff like that. Yeah. It, it, the thing that attracts us all, they're all strings and attractors, right? And it's like you end up running into somebody like 10 years down the road that you had a connection with somebody that was close to them 10 years prior. You know what I mean? Um, so I forgot what point I was trying to make here. I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> that uh, parallels. That's the other yeah, thing. Uh-huh. You said if everything's on strings and attractors, then things that are parallel, like life uh, paths, for example. Uh, you said he was a cousin, right? No, nah, he was uh, just a homie. friend, just a, a homeboy. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So the homeboy didn't he couldn't see those strings and he couldn't see the pathway that he's walking so you know he's walking around in the dark blind as hell and blind leading the blind makes nobody better for the i don't know but uh long story short he saw the line that was parallel to his right because they're growing up in the same spot they're hanging out with the same crew they're going the same direction in life and one of them gets cut and he's like oh shit i can get cut anytime soon i might as well go on the path that i want to go on rather than what everybody else wants me to yeah you know what i mean and that perspective i think is lacking in this world right now you know they just kids especially since they've been locked up for so long you know and and not really interacting with other people especially older people yeah and that's the thing is that uh being able to talk to your grandparents puts you in a different mindset mm-hmm. than talking to your parents right because yeah. they had sure. a different way of growing up yeah. and saw much different stuff or you start getting information from each generation your aunts your uncles your yeah. grandparents and stuff like that and my great grandma was 92 when she passed away and i spent a lot of time with her before that 
uh, one of the things that changed me with her was she was 88. She had just turned 88. And I took her out for a birthday, you know, I just she picked me up in her car uh, from BART and then we drove to a restaurant of, of her choice and I paid for the meal. And on the way there, she was like, uh, you know, my I don't want to celebrate this birthday, basically. And I'm like, you know, why, Nana, you're basically going to live forever. We want you to live forever. And she's like, well, I fucking don't. You know, if I start having to become dependent on people again, I'd rather you just take me out back and shoot me like old yeller word for word. Wow. And, you know, that shocked me in the same face. Like, Nana, what the fuck? You know, you're like, you're an 88-year-old lady saying this. And it's pride. She, she, you know, it's that. She looked at me, and she was like, I did not come all this way just to go back into diapers. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. she grew up a hard fucking life. She was yeah. born in 1929. Yeah. So, you know, that's a long fucking time of just struggling, you know. Yeah. And she had to carry a lot of heavy weights, both metaphorically and physically. Yeah. You know, and that being said, I learned a lot from her. I learned a lot from my grandparents. I learned what not to do from my parents' generation, you know, and I got to talk to a lot of different uh, backgrounds from foster care, you know, uh, grew up in a black household, white household, racist, not racist, you know, like all that stuff. I've seen it all. And uh, that gave me the perspective I needed to be able to process a lot of this negative energy that comes in, you know, from death that people attribute and, you know, have a positive outlook on it. It just makes me stronger, you know. I, I, I This is, man, this is like, <laughs> I hate to like, <laughs> I feel like I, but is there ever like any feeling you have from being the last person to see someone before they get incinerated? Particularly kids or something like that, like you're the last person to see them? I learned early on not to look in baby caskets. All right. That's the, that if you want something to suck your soul out, that'll be the fucking thing. You know, just a little precious, innocent life gone already. You didn't even get the chance to live. Jeez. You know, um, it, then put it like this. It, if, if it's my responsibility to take care of you, I'm going to do it to the best of my fucking ability. And that's yeah. the, the least I can do. I'm going to beat the mashes up good. You know what I'm saying? Like, and on top of that, if you smell good enough, I'll give you a nickname. <laughs> like we had a couple of people that are like church's chicken. I remember that dude. Uh, there was Garam Masala. It smelled like Indian food. There was a dude that smelled like uh, it's not delivery. It's a journal. There you go. And yeah, so all these oh Newports and in uh, a forty ounce. That there was one guy that smelled like that straight up. Was he homeless? Uh, no, not homeless. He was just some forty-year-old dude with dreads. And got hit while he was on a bike, oh, okay. uh, riding across the street at ten at night. Damn. You know, should have had flashes on. Was, if it was dark. It sounds like he was drinking and bicycling, and that was just wasn't going to do. He was heading to work. It was uh, he worked at Tesla. Oh, uh, yeah. Was Church just, Chicken's homeless. This this was uh, Newports and forty ounce. Was church? What about Church Chicken? Church Chicken was just like a four hundred pound nigga. No, he was just okay. big ass dude. Okay. Yeah, just loved Church's Chicken. Probably lived over on uh, what is that ninety eighth. Over there in oh, Oakland. Yeah, Sounds like the grease took yeah. him out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. probably. Yeah. It was huge. Yeah. <laughs> it was like a puddle. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Anyway. That's, that's. <laughs> how, do you, how do you fit, like, big dudes in? Like, do you have just a giant? Squeeze them. I'm just like. No. <laughs> <laughs> strap them in. So, like a Willy Wonka? <laughs> the squeezing part of the Yeah, no bullshit. After you get in a certain size, you're basically a liquid, no longer a solid. And so, like, we just uh, make a container that's the right dimensions. We put your big ass in there and then fucking. So you you like custom, custom there's a couple of custom caskets we had to make uh, uh -huh. a couple of hawaiians and pacific islanders that are like five six hundred pounds right gotcha and they have like a i call them bucket caskets because they're like they're yeah, huge fucking, yeah, they're yeah, tall yeah. They, they basically just drop you in there and you go yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> slide in there yeah. this shit's fucking hilarious i killed it again <laughs> no, you're you're working. It's just your headphones. Okay. Think, yeah, the headphones okay. go out, not the mic. Sorry. Yeah. Boo. It's okay. We gotta can get you, that fixed. Can you hear it? I can't hear shit. Uh, can oh wait, wait. Say, We're back. Okay. 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 Somewhat. 
I think it's the energies, bro. <laughs> they don't want you to hear. <laughs> they are talking too much. Is what it is. They don't want you. They don't want. To, they don't want people to hear some of this stuff. Oh man. Oh man. No, that's that's uh. It, it, it um, it kind of makes me feel grateful for people like you, man, because that's not a job any like most people could do, you know. Like that's not, um, it. it, it I always like. <laughs> does it ever affect you, like eating dinner later? <laughs> does it ever? No, it's just it, it's just now just something that you're used to that. Yeah, it's um, there's a joke I like to tell. It's like the dumbest shit that I have in my repertoire. All right. Yeah. It's what do men that work with their hands like to do? <laughs> eat with their hands yeah you know what i mean <laughs> thank you it's dumb as fuck but it's true you know what i mean guys that are working construction their hands are fucking filthy they're over there eating a sandwich you know what i mean just like I, 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 they don't give a fuck i had a cousin who you, i think we used to work in a crematorium also at uh i, I believe it was saint saint joseph's in richmond uh that, that you know, where they do it all at the mm -hmm. church there in the cemetery and they're shut down right now <laughs> yeah yeah i've been getting all their stuff yeah yeah so um wait why are they shut down uh the crematory they can't find operators up there for some reason i guess they're too prissy prissy to to lay hands on dead bodies i guess even though they're in containers we need you guys need a job I do. <laughs> yeah you want to talk about an industry that's never fucking gonna die yeah <laughs> so <laughs> he did it again <laughs> so hey, don't so, let your head over it i think this is my cousin was working there and uh he after working there i don't know for how many years he, he went vegan basically because uh that smell of yeah. meat f burning in the in the grill like it smells good dude. i don't know he's tripping <laughs> she's fucking great like <laughs> hey this motherfucker smell like prime rib mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Baby it's, back. it's similar to like pork right like the, the smell the bigger you are the more you smell like pork uh dudes oh, that are like shit. ultra athletes they smell like have you guys ever smelled like bear meat cooking yeah, yeah no, how no, gamey no. that shit is. Yeah, yeah. It's not gamey at all. Like, it, but it's about the same smell. If I can explain, it's like if you take the gaminess out of bear, that's what uh, really fit people smell like. But the more corporeal fat you have on you, the more you smell greasy, fatty. Yeah, you know. Yeah. When I had, I was a uh, I got I got COVID. Bacon. This and a big I had, one. And I had Sorry. lost my smell. Uh, it, it was like uh, it was weird because I lost my smell, so I couldn't smell nothing. I couldn't taste anything either. That was like the first time I like smelled like flesh burning. Like my, my homie sent me like a steak, and I was like, so I was just in the kitchen, like just trying to have something. I wasn't gonna eat it, but I was like, this will last me like several meals because I could barely eat anything. Mm -hmm. And it was the first time like I was like, it smells like flesh. And like most of the time, it's like, oh, this smells good. I'm like, oh my, oh my, what, what am I? What is this? I'm cooking. And I was like, oh my, it was so <laughs> traumatizing as it happened. That's, so that's funny. What I'm, I'm thinking like. A uh, track athlete or somebody like that being uh, cremated, probably the same smell. Look, I would put it like this. I mean, you seen a dead body on fire? No. No, no it's an eye popping experience, but let me tell it like this. All right. <laughs> so, you know, I got them all, man. So, uh, I've heard of that. That's like the first thing that. Yeah, uh, around the same COVID times, right? Um, everybody, I was one of the first people that caught that shit back in like January yeah. of 2020. Uh, some Asian family. I'm not gonna say specific. Sorry, I don't. I don't mean to get canceled here, right? So let me let me be very specific about what happened. I got called to a call from AAA, right? Like I'm I'm working at AAA at the time. Yeah. They they pull me over and they say, Hey, uh, I have a flat tire. I locked my keys in the car. I forget which one. But we're also serving food for Lunar New Year if you want to come over and eat. No. Oh, okay. And so they're Asian, right? And who else celebrates New Lunar New right, Year? Right. 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 Okay, so long story short, <laughs> I take this food with me and I'm destroying this shit. It's fucking delicious, right? I got like all kinds of shit I can't even name, right? And then I take it home and my lady smells it and she's like, uh, I ain't eating that. Like, what you mean? Like, this is some good ass smelling food. What you talking about? She's like, there's something wrong with it. I ain't gonna fucking eat it, right? So I, I eat the whole thing, same face. I start, I destroy it. Like, I fucking eat, I don't waste food. You know what I mean? Yeah. Three days later, I'm sick as fuck. Like, I legit, 
I'm taking a piss. I pass out, hit my head against the tub, snap awake, and I'm like, what the fuck just happened? And then the next day, I feel like I got hit by a truck. Yeah. COVID. And I had that for about three or four days. That was that real COVID back in the day? Oh, it was that shit that Before the strain got watered shit. down. Yeah. It, it would put you down or in the ground, either yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. shit fucking, it fucked me up. Did the family, like, also get sick? Did you ever hear from back from them after you? <laughs> Did you collect bodies? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I wish I was working there at that time, but yeah. no, because they were oh, busy. Yeah, 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 yeah. They, were, they were doing, like, uh, 90 hour paychecks guaranteed off of like a uh, 80 hour work week basically uh, that all being said that I never got in contact with that family never asked questions but everybody started getting sick you know what I mean I was just mm -hmm. the first one to go down because I'm the dumbass that eats free food yeah. you know what I mean and then shortly after that got injured uh, cut through these two fingers with a knife like an idiot and then yeah that was uh, that was the first four months of 2020 for me it was just being bedridden I got I, I you brought up a good uh, question for me to ask because there's like people like you know I definitely had family members pass and um, people that still say, oh, COVID is not real. <laughs> Have you seen like a lot of bodies from COVID still? Uh, they're doing a resurgence right now. There was a lull and um, in when they they put it on the death certificates, right? They'll tell you what you died of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, let me just put it like this: If you are obese, have diabetes, have any kind of cancer, or are just old as shit, you catch COVID, you might die. Yeah. Right. If you don't have any of that shit going on with you, if you're not sick at all, if you're pretty damn healthy, you're you're probably going to be fucking fine, unless you got some lung shit going on. Yeah. You know. But there's always something else that's there that's killing you. That being said, when COVID wasn't in the news, it was also not on the fucking death certificates. There was just nothing on them. Nobody was dying from the flu. Nobody was dying from COVID. Nobody was dying from any of that shit. At least that was coming into my crematory. Yeah. Um, but now that it's back in the news and everybody's freaking out about it, now it's showing up on the death certificates again. I just find that weird because we've been still catching it all this time. So why the fuck aren't people dying in between the news cycles? You know what I'm saying? It's a little weird. Good but. point. <laughs> or I'm just a dumbass, and that's just how shit works. I don't know. I, I can't tell you. Right, right. Okay, okay. That's why I always, I was. I mean, it could be both. I mean, like I mean, yeah. conspiracy slash. Yeah, I mean, people could just be reacting to what's actually fucking happening, and yeah. you know, that's that could just be it. It's possible that the also, new you don't you don't write the death certificates, right? Fuck no, I just read them and yeah. laugh sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, this hurts uh, chicken. <laughs> before we go, like choked on chicken. I, I want to know oh, what, what's it? what's yeah, gotta be oh, okay. different guy, different guy. <laughs> what's gotta be the the most like like you you watch this show i grew up watching that show 100 ways to die the, the, or thousand ways to die thousand ways to die, die. Thousand ways to die. what's been the, the dumbest thing you've seen someone die from like i always wonder about that dumbest i mean or i consider like, i consider people that drink cough syrup recreationally to be pretty fucking stupid Jesus, sure you know what i mean because i watch my friend literally stare at a light and not know how to fucking say the word that it is you know just like i don't know what that thing is and it's like it's a fucking light can you say light no oh. <laughs> yeah he's fucking making himself dumb but uh, we've had like 15 16 year olds that drank too much cough syrup and dropped dead i consider that to be pretty dumb Wow. He's like, it's not, it's a cough syrup. Why the fuck are you drinking it for fun? You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Buy alcohol. Inner lining of your stuff. Oh, DJ Screw's fault. Yeah. <laughs> the entire city of Houston. Yeah. Popularize that. Don, it's been a pleasure Fucking having you yes, on, sir. man. Uh, I I think we need to have you back later on. Totally down. We didn't even year. get to talk about comedy. We didn't even talk about comedy, uh, but hey. We'll talk about comedy. Maybe next we'll see time, you. Maybe two. we'll see you on show soon, and yeah, I'll be back uh, we could we could brew up the next the next conversation. Uh, I I I think there's a lot that we talked on today that we talked about the last episode. That's why I didn't get too much into that, and also because I know Courtney doesn't like hearing some of that stuff. Nope. So <laughs> sure don't. I'm but sure but 
Bo, I would love to, like, for sure have you back, man. So uh, thank you for coming out in here and sharing. Any You want to sh- plug your social medias or anything like that for people to follow? I don't see why not. You can find me on Don, on Instagram at Don Somber Forever, uh, D-O-N-S-O-M-B-R-A, forever, uh, because I'm going to be here until I die. So that being said, uh, check it out. I got a lot of art on there, uh, some of my comedy sets and that kind of stuff. Uh, just appreciate your life. That's all I can really leave you with. Just cool. it's, it's temporary. Thank you for your service, bro. Yeah, yeah. Thank appreciate you so that. Much. Yeah. I mean, I wish it was uh, worth saluting, but no. I, I, was, thinking, I, was, I was like, uh, you know what? It, it is something yeah. that's, uh, uh, that that's I, I I see is like that's a necessary thing, and somebody's got to do. Somebody's got to do it. You're helping bring comfort to families. No, yeah. that's for sure. And I yeah appreciate you for that. Yeah, yeah. Military or not. And it's the stuff that a lot of people don't want to look at. So, you know, you've got to have some people with strong stomachs <laughs> yeah. to be able to do it. You know, I like my steak rare. <laughs> God, <laughs> it reminds me of work. God oh. damn. Well, it's been the voice party. And we're right. out. Hell yeah.